Hey y'all, it's Stephanie. The following is the audio from our live stream about DragonCon 2015 that we did recently. We provide information about DragonCon and discuss the Lost Girl events at this year's convention. If you prefer, you can watch the video of the live stream at youtube.com slash drinks at the doll. I also wanted to say thank you to Sally, Alexandra, and Jessalyn, who sent us donations recently. The podcast isn't always will be free, but it does cost money for us to produce it, and we always appreciate when people are willing to help us defray some of those expenses. If you want to make a donation or find out other ways you can support the podcast, please visit drinksatthedoll.com slash support. You're listening to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast way station for Lost Girl fans. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Annie. And I'm Chris. And we have a fourth person with us today, Kevin Batchelder. Hi, Kevin. Hello, ladies. And why are you here with us today, Kevin? What is our purpose today, Kevin? What is my purpose in life, Kevin? <laughs> I'm lacking some direction. Guide us, Kevin. <laughs> well, definitely my purpose in life for the next 28 days is Dragon Con and Lost Girl. <laughs> Get us all ready. Good answer. Yes. Yes. We've got uh, lots of info, hopefully, to share today. Tips about uh, Dragon Con, since we know there are so many new Lost Girl fans coming because of how epic it's going to be, as well as many, you know, other just Lost Girl fans are already planning to come. So we're going to try to get some info out here to hopefully help you out and be available as a resource so you can get the most out of the con. That is an excellent summation. And if you have questions, feel free to tweet them at us at drinks at the doll. Yes, absolutely. We'll try to hit the high points, but I'm sure there's many of you are going to think of things specific that we may not touch on. So that's why we wanted to do it as a, uh, you know, an interactive event along with putting out the audio afterwards. So feel free, folks. So as Kevin mentioned, we have an epic Lost Girl lineup this year. We've got practically the entire cast coming. Not quite everybody, but we've got Anna Silk. Anna Silk! Anna Anna Silk is coming. (laughs) There's... I'm holding in the squee right now. <laughs> you are not Eddie alone. Not <laughs> Ksenia Solo is going to be there. Chris Holden Reed, Zoe Palmer, Rachel Scarston, and Paul Amos. There was there was Andy's little squee for Zoe, and <laughs> that is that's an incredible lineup of folks. That really only we're missing from our current cast is Rick, and then of course uh, Casey from before. But oh. so many Lost Girl cast are going to be there, and they're doing so much stuff at this Dragon Con. I'm really excited. Oh, heck yeah. It's going to be pretty epic. It's, you know, I mean, Dragon Con does a great job of always getting a lot of guests that's normally in the ballpark of 400 uh, every year. But to have this many from one show, and obviously it's such an emotional time for all of us this close to the end, it's, yeah, it's, since they announced Anna a couple of weeks ago, I, I've had trouble keeping my squee down. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. That could maybe be mistaken for something a little strange. <laughs> no, you may not want to say that to coworkers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't that's, doubt that's that. A fandom only comment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. That's true. That's true. That's right. We need to keep that just within the family. <laughs> so, Kevin, this is like your tenth Dragon Con. Am I correct that you're going to be going to? Or is it eleventh? I thought uh, this. I've been going every year since 2005, so I think it's number eleven. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was right. Number 11. Yeah. I was practically right. I was going to say, I said like maybe a dozen and Chris was like, no, but I was right. We were, I said, I think it's, I think he's been to 10 is what I said. <laughs> 
So why don't you just sort of start start us off with some information, general information about DragonCon? Sure. Let's cover some of the basics for you folks. And and yes, we understand that there is a lot to take in. Um, I've heard from many of you on Twitter, which is awesome. Glad to help out. So take a deep breath and realize this, uh, while similar to a lot of other cons, is also very unique in many ways. So kind of keep that in mind. Now, obviously, you'll need to get into the con. The con refers to it as a membership. Uh, many of you will naturally think of the term badge. So if you're looking at the official website, dragoncon.org, and you see them talking about memberships, don't get confused. That's actually your badge for this year. And there are many options. You can buy single day or all four days or what have you. So prices and such are listed on the con website. You can buy in advance, be a little less than if you wait to get it at the con, but you have your options that way. So, Kevin, I have a question that I've gotten from people. Can you buy uh, single memberships for all four days or just Saturday and Sunday? In advance, they put a limited number of those single days out there so you can buy them in advance. But you still, if you buy a single day ticket, have to pick it up that day. So even if right now you went out and bought, you know, say you're planning to be there just Saturday and Sunday, you could buy those individual day tickets now online. But when you go to the registration area and pick up your ticket on Saturday, that's the only day you can get the Saturday pickup, you'll have to go back on Sunday to pick up the Sunday. So there is a little bit of a downside to doing it that way. That's where okay. it's advantageous to get the either the full four-day. And I also think they offer like three-day sets, you know, the first three days or the last three as well, just to save yourself some time in the registration line. And it's not that much more than just buying individual days. Okay, because I've had fans contact me, oh, I can only go this day, I can't get the whole weekend off work, et cetera, et cetera. So I wasn't sure how the single-day badge worked. Yes. Wait, was the, but, was the question if people could go, do they have Friday and Monday badges too, or is it just Saturday and Sunday? In advance, I believe it's just Saturday and Sunday. The other days, if you wanted to do individuals, you have to wait and then buy it that day at the con. Okay. 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 And again, it's only a limited number of those that they put up. And again, keep in mind, folks, we're all fans uh, even though I've been going for 10 years and you ladies for, for several too, uh, this is, you know, fan tips and info. By all means, use the official resources to get your, uh, you know, tried into 100% official answers if need be. It's, uh, these are tips and some experience here, but uh, by no means are we saying in absolutes <laughs> on some of this info. And some stuff does change over the years too. Exactly. Yes. And I think something to mention beforehand in regards to the badges that's practical in how you need to display them, you get just the badge. They save money by not giving you a free lanyard with your badge, so you need to bring your own lanyard if you want to wear it around your neck, which for the four days, it really is nice to have a lanyard for that badge. Absolutely. The, like the little clippy things. Yeah. So you're not without anything, but no. uh, yeah, if you, yeah. The, the lanyards are easier. Yeah, because I'm always worried if I just clip it to myself, it'll get tugged and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. yeah. So It is, yeah. yeah. And it is just like cash in the sense that if you lose it, it's not, uh, you know, someone else could then use it and you're, you're not going to get a replacement without buying another one. So be sure to, like you said, Stephanie, if it's a nice lanyard or be very cautious where it is because you'll need that not only to get into any of the official events that you're going to attend, but also because of the massive size of the convention. Um most of the official hotels, especially once you get to later in the day towards the evenings, they're actually checking badges just to get into the hotel. So you either need to have a con badge or a room key for that hotel to even get in. So it's not something to throw back in your hotel room because you think you're going to go hang out at the bar. You may need it all the time. 
And I should say they do sell lanyards at DragonCon. They sell official DragonCon lanyards, but the lines for the stores are usually kind of long and they're, you know, yep. I think 10 bucks, 15 bucks, something like that. I think they're five. Five. No, they're okay. like five or six. I ordered mine online last year before I got it. Okay. Sorry. Before I went to the con and <laughs> was very happy to have my first official DragonCon lanyard and, I- uh, I knew I would. Re- I knew I would regret mentioning a price as soon as I started to say it. But, uh, but anyway, they're five bucks. But like, surely you've been to a convention sometime and you got a free lanyard. Like we have at least five hanging around our house from various times we've been places where they gave them us for free. Yep. So it's just cheaper if you bring your own. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind too, the this convention for those who again who are brand new to it does not take place at like a convention center. It takes place at five official hotels that are nearby each other in downtown Atlanta. So events will be spread out over a pretty wide area. So keep that in mind. It's not like I need to just get to this one place. While many of the Lost Girl events might currently be scheduled to be at just one specific hotel. Keep in mind, uh, check-in slash registration is normally in the Sheridan. Some of the Lost Girl events might be in the Westin. Some other events we're going to touch on are in the Hilton. So you're going to have a pretty good layout as far as needing to realize it's, there's a bit of a, a learning curve to the layout of the convention, too. Yeah. Cindy auto- says... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Annie. Um, and autographs and photo ops are generally in the Marriott. Mm-hmm. So. And Cindy says, should we wear badges from all the years we've been there to show off? <laughs> Kevin would be really heavy. My yeah, neck would Kevin be really would sore. <laughs> but I think you've kept yours, haven't you, Kevin? Yes, I have. I use, I think, my Facebook uh, page uh, image is a set of all of them. I do, I do keep them together. It's kind of fun. Collect them. I don't think I've saved mine. I'm not a sentimental. <laughs> I have mine, but yeah. not. Is that not shocking? They do have a new artist <laughs> each year that creates them, so they're more than just a uh, a basic name and such. They do have some kind of fun imagery on them, too. Right. And Sabrina says you can also buy the four-day badge on Thursday at the con. She says she did that the first time. Yep. There you go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you will be getting picking up. That'll be the first thing is, is picking up your... Uh, badge slash membership, and then you'll have access to those uh, locations. Uh, the con's nature, again, being as big as it is. I know many of you are coming just for the Lost Girl events, which is cool. No problem there. But keep in mind, uh, there's over 35 programming tracks, uh, many different topics. You know, Urban Fantasy is the one, for example, that covers the Lost Girl events. But you've also got Star Wars track and podcasting, science. I could go on for quite a while. So there's a very large schedule. Uh, and to keep up with what's going on, uh, the con has a free app that's available for iOS, you know, the iPhones, iPads, as well as Android. There's also usually a web-based version as well. And there will be a printed program. It's referred to as the pocket program. When you pick up your badge, you'll be able to get. So uh, keep in mind, you'll you'll want to use those resources because they'll have maps of the hotels, the different floors, details on each track, the events, the times, and so forth. So uh, that's going to be very valuable to have, especially if you're going to do a lot of other things beyond just going to the Lost Girl events. I actually found the app incredibly handy. Uh, last year was my first year at Dragon Con, and I found I used the app instead of the pocket program because I could just pull it out right there and it had updates more quickly, whereas the pocket program, it's almost out of date as, uh, as soon as they print it. Oh, it is definitely out of date as soon as yeah. they print it. <laughs> yeah. That's a running joke. The, I don't need this paper thing. Yeah. So. For many years before the app, we used to joke for those who went, they'd put the pocket program up as a PDF file on the con website around a week or two ahead of con. And, you know, we a lot of us would love to get a copy and then start highlighting things we we're going to go to and planning. But the con is very dynamic with the nature and the number of guests and all of the tracks. 
the moment that pro- pocket program, as you said, Annie, is, quote, printed or locked down, things start to change. The great thing about the app is, as you said, it's like any app. You can get updates every day. So if something's changed, like a room location or if something gets canceled or moved, you'll know about it in the app, whereas in the pocket program, that's already outdated. Now, related to that, they have something called the Daily Dragon, which is a newsletter, single sheet, usually with a very uh, obvious neon color. It's different every day that's available at all the hotels and in many of the track rooms that'll list some of those details. But it's a lot easier in the app because it's updated with with that kind of detail uh, at the time it happens. Because as we start talking about any of the Lost Girl events a little later here, keep in mind you'll hear anyone that is associated with the con saying, what's the schedule? We, we will always say the tentative schedule of this moment is such and such. And it uh, not only can change, very often will change. I think the only thing that we found the pocket program more reliable for was the maps. Just because you could see the entire thing more mm-hmm. quickly. But yeah, everything else, the the app was... I thought you were going to say like toilet paper or something. <laughs> <laughs> no. In case you run out Kleenex. It, it never got that dire photo. Nope. Okay. <laughs> no, we're kidding. <laughs> Sometimes they ran out of hand soap, but there was never not any toilet paper in the bathrooms from my experience. <laughs> That, that is true. Yes. I was what? looking at the website, and it doesn't look like the 2015 app is available yet. Is that correct, Kevin? It looks Thank like you. It's yep. the 2014 app. Yep, not yet. Uh, if you're listening to us and you want to run to your you know, Google Play Store or iTunes Store or whatever, um, the app is actually there in both places. It's got a purple color. It'll say DragonCon. But if you get it right now, it's empty. There isn't anything in it. The schedule, probably the first framework of it might be out in the next week or so. But again, there'll be a lot of updates between now and con. So... Go ahead and grab it. I realize there's not much to it, but as Chris also said, too, they'll eventually start filling in the maps, so maybe you want to take a quick look. They're a little hard on your small phone screen, but there will be some details in there and such. And, and again, the updates will be occurring over the next few weeks as we lead up to con. And, and one thing I – oh, sorry. I was just going to say, for people who might have an Amazon Fire phone i did find last year because i didn't have a smartphone last year so i actually used it on my on my kindle uh, that they did actually it isn't listed in the amazon app store but they had it available the little apk file available for download on their website so i was very appreciative of that as, as somebody who was using an android device that didn't have google play on it so in case that applies to anybody listening there's probably no one it actually applies to but i thought i thought i'd share no and that's a good tip though because somebody. They will make available, too, the the app itself, um, sh- so to speak, is then turned into a web-based app. So there'll actually be yeah. a link you can go to on any tablet or phone uh, to bring up the data. They've started to do that the last couple of years, too. So that's very helpful, so you don't have to worry as much about what platform you're on. Yeah, and I actually found it easier before the con. I used the web version of the app to like add stuff to my schedule and then obviously when i was at the con i used a mobile ver- the mobile app uh, but i found it just i find it easier to use if you want to like type things obviously to use a regular keyboard rather than your little your little keyboard on your phone so it was nice that they had a web version of the app as well yeah and another underused but but helpful item in the app is the fact that you could there's, there's like a friend feature uh you can add folks um from within the app that you're friends with inside, there's an option. You press a key and it gives you code you share with a friend. And then uh, you can then share your schedule. So as you look through the schedule and you start checking off items you might be attending, if your schedule shared with someone else you're a friend with, you can start to see may, where they might be potentially. So it's more than just raw data. You can use it a bit on a social side as well. Yeah, that was one thing I really appreciated was you have the option to create your own schedule. So you can add in, I want to go to this panel or this fan you know, hang out or whatever, 
And, uh, and you can also add your own items. So I would add in, okay, I need to do a photo op at this point and whatever. And I found that really handy because it helped me plan out my day. Yeah. Yeah. That way you don't have to flip through the whole schedule to be like, when was that panel that at again? Thing I wanted to go to. to your, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. add it to your personal schedule. It's much easier to find. Yeah. And some folks ask too, with all these programming tracks and all, well, does that mean I need to like sign up for something in advance? And the answer is no. I mean, these, while they are listed with all these different items in there and we're talking about checking them off on your schedule, I, you know, I might have two or three items I'll quote check off or put on my schedule for a certain time slot. And it might just depend on what mood I'm in at that day or what's close to me or whatever. But it's not like you've got to lock this in ahead of time, folks, or anything. Almost everything is um, simply walk up and get involved. And Kathy th- also has a question. She she wants to know if public transit or a car rental would be the best option. We've had really good luck with public transit. Transit. I can talk, really, I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, both um, here so far, Chris and I, we've not stayed in one of the official con hotels, which I'm sure we're going to talk about here in a second. We have stayed somewhere else, and then we've taken – last year we took the train in because the the hotels are all located around Peachtree Center Station. Mm-hmm. So we just took the train in, took the escalators up, and we were at the we were at the con. And then the year before we took a bus, we, ha- we stayed with my cousin who just lived a very short bus ride away from the convention, and that was really nice too. So we've had really good luck with public transit. Yeah, I found the public transit extremely efficient because I flew into the airport and I took the train. Well, the acronym is the MARTA. MARTA. Mm -hmm. MARTA. And um, took it straight from the terminal to the Peachtree Station. And the hard part is lugging my suitcase across the street and going through the hotel, you know, the ramps uh, or the uh, skywalks and getting to my hotel. But... um, Anyway, but that's very efficient for traveling to downtown from the airport. So right as you get in, there is a the Marta station there, and it's really easy to figure out. And you just buy like a, you know, card and add value to it if you want multiple trips. Yeah, I think a four day pass is like twenty dollars or something, and you're basically going to be paying, I don't know, between ten and twenty dollars for daily parking downtown. So it's much cheaper. Yeah, transit. it is a lot. Of, I know a lot of folks will say to keep uh, the cost down, they will take and uh, even if they're in an outlying area, they will park at one of the MARTA stations to take the train That's in because it's either free or cheaper than paying downtown parking. Keep in mind, it is downtown Atlanta, folks. So uh, it's not like there's a convention center with a giant, you know, free lot. You, if you're parking at one of the hotels or one of the nearby uh, public lots, it can get very pricey if you're taking your car in. So the MARTA is something a lot of folks will use. The only thing to keep in mind with MARTA, uh, the train, uh, is, and uh, I think it's MARTA.com, or if you search for MARTA in Atlanta, you'll get a nice uh, website with maps and all, is the it does stop around, I think it's 12.30 or 1 a.m. So if you're the type who wants to party and do some of the events, because Dragon Con events run almost around the clock, uh, that's the one limitation to keep in mind is, is it doesn't run, you know, 24 hours. Yeah, MARTA is M-A-R-T-A. So, yes, that's that can be a way to try to do it from a, a, a driving or access point of view. And as Stephanie said, too, some of the buses, too. I mean, if you're – the city pretty much knows with 65,000-plus attendees the, what DragonCon is. So most of the hotels and, and anything around the city, if you're asking about transport or ways to get there, don't hesitate to ask. Uh, DragonCon also has a shuttle service to many of the overflow hotels that are nearby. So there are some options. Best to ask ahead and see what works best for you if you're – uh, not physically at the downtown location. And due to that nature, too, of the 
spread out nature of the ho- the hotels and uh, the different tracks and all the hotels. I mean, again, the five hotels are pretty close, a block or two, but you're in Atlanta, high humidity, late August, early September, like when the con is, uh, and w- between moving around to all these hotels, you're going to do a ton, and I mean a ton of walking. So you got to stay hydrated. Uh, the con usually does a great job of having water bubblers at the back of each of the rooms. If you've got a water you bubble. You call them bubblers. Hey, <laughs> I never knew what a bubble was. <laughs> the little water stations. You can, if you've got a nice, oh, you know, like I said, a bottle or a thermos, you can be filling it up without having to buy bottled water. But you're going to be drinking likely a lot of water. Be taking care of yourself that way, folks. You're going to be on your feet a lot, even if you're coming just to the... Uh, you know, the big Lost Girl events to wait in lines. Just keep in mind that, uh, you know, you will have some heat and humidity to deal with. A lot of very excited folks, a lot of people around. So uh, keep that in mind. You got to set aside some efforts and, and a time a bit there to take care of yourself. Because as much as we'd all love to go from, you know, sun up till sundown, skip food and so forth, uh, it's not going to work out well. Yeah. And sometimes you get so excited, you do skip food and things like that. It's not a good idea as a long-time convention attendee. Um, so it's good to have your friends to remind you, hey, hydrate, <laughs> you know, let's stop for lunch. So, um, and one thing I do is that I bring, like, it fits in my backpack, but like a little roll-up camping chair. So when I am, am in longer lines, when I have um, time to sit down, I do, because I have plantar fasciitis, so it's really hard on my feet. So, um, you know, things like that. You just find what works for you and... Um, but, uh, yeah, bring your own thermos or whatnot, and that can be helpful because it helps save costs with having to always run out and buy water. Yep, absolutely. And they keep that water cold in the rooms, too. It's, they do a great job. Very yeah. impressed. Yeah, yeah, they really do because they realize, I mean, over the years, I've seen folks who have become very dehydrated or whatever. So it's they work very hard to try to have that not be the case. And as Annie said, too, I mean, the con events, the different panels – uh, you know, fan discussion panels or celebrity Q and A's and so forth. The con schedule normally is the, their one hour time blocks with 30 minutes between. So you can make it between events, but you're going to be going at a crisp pace. So there won't be a, like a time of day where there's nothing going. So if uh, you need to eat, like we all do, uh, you'll probably have to block that into your time, uh, or skip an event you might like to go to or, or make a plan with friends. Certainly plan to have some good snacks. You can certainly bring backpacks. Some folks ask if that's, Allowed again. You're in hotels. It's a very casual atmosphere. So, if you're the type who has a small backpack or a carry pack or whatever, great to have that water in there. Maybe some snacks, whether you're you know you're the vegetable type or whatever it is, but something to keep yourself with uh, taking care of yourself too. Because again, sixty five thousand people. It's not like you're going to be able to walk up to uh, some food station and get something real quick. There's going to be lines for a lot of these things. There is a food court. That's in the Peachtree Center, I think is the name of it. It's one of the connected buildings between the hotels that's uh, like almost like a mall that you'd expect. You've got subways and other well-known restaurants and uh, things like that. Uh, but keep, keep in mind, due to the volume of people, the lines will be pretty long. So you have to build that into your plan uh, to make sure that you've got the time to do what you want to do and still get to the events you want to attend. Yeah, I found the Peachtree Food Court pretty helpful and uh, built that into my time. But I think most of this... You know, staff and people who worked at those places were pretty prepared, and I didn't find the lines too horrendous generally when I went. But you know, they're there. But uh, yeah, just the people are pretty friendly. I had a lot of good service. So, props to all the people working that weekend. And also, a good thing to keep in mind from the food side of things: um, 
There is in the Hyatt Hotel, uh, one of the official hotels there on the second floor, uh, a place called the Con Suite. And what it is, is it's just a set of a couple of rooms that uh, they kind of set aside if you need some downtime. Now, the Con is awesome. You know, we're going to have a great time. You're all going to love it. But again, if it's a bit too much and you need to, need to, quote, get away, the Con Suite is a spot to just go and sit down and maybe decompress. They normally have snacks, sometimes small sandwiches, um, water, you know, uh, regular sodas and things like that for free. So you can, you know, if you're a little short on cash or time or whatever, Con Suite can be your friend. It's open like 23 and a half hours a day. <laughs> they only close for like a little time to clean up. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's just snacks. Sometimes it's actual sandwiches. But it's a spot to go to grab something real quick if you need to. So, again, don't just uh, plan that into what you're doing. Yeah, I didn't go there last year. So that's a nice thing to know about, to be reminded about. I think we didn't make it there last year either, but we went the year before that, and it was really nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. They had kind of court sandwich quarters. I think we each got mm -hmm. two sandwich quarters. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. so. Okay. So like half a sandwich. They did. I'm a vegetarian. They had vegetarian options, though if you're gluten-free, no gluten-free options. It was all just regular bread. Uh, and then they had, you know, a soda machine. You could fill up your water bottle with soda. They also had water. And it was just all free. You just, you, again, you queue up. There's lots of lines at Dragon Con. And you just kind of were the moved through the cons. No, it wasn't terrible. It's it like really a, wasn't. It's kind of an out-of-the-way room. So you kind of have to know where it is or yeah. know who to ask to find yes. what it is, but <laughs> it's kind of fun because it, it's not, I mean, it's not like it's hidden away or no, anything. they're not it's trying just, to hide it. They're not but trying to hide it, but it is a bit I of a legend of it. finding it. <laughs> but I think they I think have it up on the half second. a dozen people to find it, but we, we got there. <laughs> <laughs> but because it was up on the second floor, like it was a very otherwise empty area. So like Chris and I just sort of hung out near the railing and watched the crowd down below for a while. So it was a lot less hectic than the other floors. It is. Can't find con stuff. Yeah, right. I mean... It was nice. It is. It's it's that little bit of respite. And again, I, as I said, with 10 plus years there, I absolutely love the environment. But if you're going to be there all four days and you're going to do a bunch of events, let's it, it can get a little inside your head. So yeah, being able to go up that one floor, up to the second floor, and it's, it's almost like a regular floor on a hotel. So like you said, Chris, you don't feel like you're in the middle of the con. And you can grab that sandwich or whatever and kind of just walk out in the hallway and just decompress, look around, take it in and, uh, you know, uh, give yourself some hydration or that quick sandwich. So you're not as get your stomach rolling over as you're trying to run around in the heat. Now, the only other uh, quick item to mention before we get into some Lost Curl item details, uh, there are some events designed just for con newbies. Uh, as a matter of fact, these are events that I help to manage. A couple of years ago, uh, after talking up the con so much, uh, I created a Facebook group called Dragon Con Newbies to help out a few friends who had questions, much like we're doing here with this Q&A. And um, the group has grown up to over 1,700 members at this point, and it's designed to help out folks who are brand new, who have questions and don't want to feel bad about asking the same kind of questions someone else has had. So we have a Facebook group. Lots of experienced folks and newbie folks there. And the con has been very supportive, even though we're not officially part of the con, whereby now we do walking tours on Thursday afternoon. If you want to get an idea of where some of the hotels are and some of the uh, suggestions on moving through them. So if you're into con fairly early Thursday afternoon, beginning at 2.30 p.m., these events will be listed in the official program. Uh, we'll do like a 20-minute walking tour. We've got a handful of folks who are going to be leading tours. So you can come. We'll also do some actual Q&A panels, much like this call is, um, late on Thursday afternoon, I believe 5.30 p.m. to 6.30. And then first thing Friday morning between 10 and 11, we'll have another Q&A where you can just come and ask us experienced folks some questions about the con. 
but it's a way to help you get the most out of it because uh, we just want to see you get comfortable and, and be able to enjoy it. It's a lot to take in. I mean, it's it's an awesome thing, but it is a lot. So we want to try to give some resources. So much like this call, if you go to um, website dragonconnewbies.org, we've got a link over to the Facebook group. We've also got Facebook event pages for any of those items I mentioned and then some other resources, audio podcasts, video podcasts. Um, I think there's a, a, an excellent 55-minute PBS documentary that was done a few years ago called Four Days at DragonCon. gives you a good insight. So there are some resources. Not that you can't reach out to any of us, uh, but there is plenty of there if you're the type who likes to learn on your own. So feel free to use any of that stuff to, to help you out. Do you cover moving through the little habit trails? Yes, we do. <laughs> on your walking tour? That was very helpful last year. We hung out more with Kevin last year, and that was a big help, Is was learning the little habit trail routes through the hotels. Yes, if you hear them refer to that, as we mentioned, these uh, hotels and the Peachtree Center there with the food court, they all are interconnected by uh, those what are referred to as habit trails, the indoor walkways. Again, Atlanta, <laughs> late summer, very hot. It's nice to be able to walk through some things that are more air-conditioned. So you can get to many of the hotels, the Hilton, the Marriott, the Hyatt are all interconnected with the walkways. Um, the Sheridan and the Weston are just about a block away, so those will involve some outdoor walking. But uh, knowing that where those habit trails are uh, will help you out greatly. And again, that DragonConNewbies.org site has got a link to an excellent Google map that was created by a fan that's been added to that lists all the official hotels, those walkways, the overflow hotels, MARTA stations, uh, liquor stores, all kinds of food stores. <laughs> so if you need some layout of the local area, the fans have kind of created their own resources there, too. Yeah, the the only thing that was tough was that the uh, what do you call them? Habit trails. I keep thinking. Yeah, they they referred to as habit trails. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, they get really crowded at sometimes. Like you yes. literally can't move, and you just have to wait until the crowd moves. It can get very hot. So um, again, you have to build in your travel time, and uh, sometimes it flows, and sometimes it just doesn't. But you know, even for me, by the, you know, mid-weekend and end of the weekend, I was an expert. Could have been because I was with Kevin and he led the way, but <laughs> I was able to find my way around pretty easily. But even when I wasn't, the app and the maps were extremely helpful. Like, I had to go to the, either the Hilton or the Hyatt on my own one day, like the first day, because I wanted to see a panel on my own and found it eventually. And then you just ask people, because there are lines everywhere. And I had to ask, oh, what is this line for? Oh, this is this panel. Okay, that's not the panel I'm looking for. So, you know, and then eventually you'll get into the line and find the end of the line, which can be quite a ways up through and down corridors and stairways. And so, and I ended up like outside in an alley somewhere and, you know, just plopped down my seat and waited and chatted with people around me. So, um, but that's how it works sometimes. There's a lot of walking and don't... Don't feel uh, dumb about asking questions about anybody. People are usually pretty helpful and will point out where you want, where you need to go. Yes. And since you brought it up, Annie, don't get discouraged by the long lines either. Mm. No. Because they look longer than they end up being, if yes. that makes sense. Yeah, you'll feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so far back. And we were like a third of the way back in, in the seats. Like, it, yeah, they're really not as bad as they seem. Yeah. Except for that one time where it completely lapped that that one for the house uh, warehouse thirteen panel. Oh yep. my god, that took us forever. To find <laughs> we the still would have gotten line. in if we'd actually yeah. ended up at the end of the line. I'm like ninety percent sure we would have ended up in the panel. Yes, yeah, but it was at that point. It's just like, uh, no, let's I go know. to Weston. <laughs> it, was, it was our first. It was our first year there. We didn't know, but 
Yeah, that's and the uh, Westin. For some reason, uh, just the way it's designed, the Westin you tend to get to wait indoors. That's what's it, nice. Yes. Tip yes. tip about Cooler. the Westin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You guys were telling me that, and now, I, yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> it is, it, and again, with a, with a lot of people, some of the big celebrity events, obviously the Lost Girl events and such, are put in very large rooms. You know, a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand people. So there's going to be a lot of seats and. Uh, the line may be long, but once it gets moving, it moves pretty crisp, as we were saying, be it for the food and so forth. These folks have been doing this for a long time. They they know how to keep things moving. So, And sometimes it's just a case, especially if it's not one of the Lost Girl events, for those of us who obviously are focused on that, uh, sometimes that's where you decide, nah, maybe I don't feel like waiting in line. I'll go to a different panel instead. So that's where it's helpful to have the app or some backup plans or things that make a little sense for you. Certainly on certain days, if I get really tired or I'm somewhere, that's what I'll look at is, okay, what's closest to where I'm at? That's where I'm going to go. And Brennan did ask, if there are 65,000 attending, how likely is it that we'll get into the Lost Girl panel? Could we be turned away? I I find it highly unlikely. Yeah. It's possible, but... It's possible. It depends on how... What time you're going to get in that line, really. Um, And that leads in perfectly to talking about some of those Lost Girl cast panels, but... Uh, just to talk about the lines a bit, because it is one of the most popular questions we see. A uh, couple of tidbits of info to to do my best touting the company line, so to speak, or the Dragon Con line. Um, unlike Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con, you can't squat in a room. The rooms are cleared after each event. So you can't say, oh, I'm, there's something coming in here at noon. I'm going to sit here for three hours to have the best seat possible. You can't do it in the room. They're going to clear it out after each event. The official con policy is that you cannot get in line for an event more than 60 minutes ahead of it. But that's lies. <laughs> lies. I'm sharing official con policy with the caveat that your mileage may vary. Um, again, security handles all this, Dragon Con security. And in my experience, as with all of the rest of the ladies here too, they'll tell you, yeah, maybe, but not really. So you'll probably be able to line up earlier than that. How early? I don't know. You can certainly head over to an area and find out if they see it's a line. Ask someone in that area, either in the line or the security folks, is this the line for, you know, Lost Girl Cat Pass panel or Warehouse 13 or whatever it was. And you can find out. Now, again, due to the size of the rooms, odds are very high that you're going to get in if you're getting in that line 60 minutes or more or thereabouts uh, ahead of the item. I think over the 10 years that I've come to con, there's only been twice that I haven't got into a panel. And in both cases, it's because I chose to go to something right before it. And it was a 15-minute walk. So I got there like 10 minutes before the panel with some very well-known celebrities. And in that case, I ended up not making it in. But that's twice in 10 years going to a lot of panels. So um, again, always adding the your mileage may vary. And I'm not recommending you do this if this is a panel that you really want to go to. But I remember last year... Chris was going to something that I didn't really care about. And so I went, I did something by myself. I think it was Warehouse 13. (laughs) So I did something by myself and I, and I went to a Whedonverse panel and like the room was pretty full because they were some pretty popular actors there. But I strolled in five minutes before the, the panel started and there was still space for me to sit. It was at the very back of the room, like within the last 15 rows, but there was space. So Again, if it's a panel you really want to go to, you'll want to get there ahead of time. But I think the odds that you won't be able to get in at all are are very very small, very small. Like Kevin said, yeah, you don't even turn away. Just based on experience, and most of these yeah. rooms, they also do a great job with the acoustics, and they have large video screens. So even if you're not towards the front, 
you still can have a pretty good look at what's going on. Now, yeah. the common sense thing, obviously, that all of us have thought about, and again, I even had a couple of questions on Twitter, is like that very first Lost Girl cast panel on Friday. Obviously, the very first one, and also Saturday events, because that is by far the busiest day of con. Those ones are the ones where, you know, the lines might be a right. little longer. You might want to put a little extra time into planning that. Uh, because of the nature of it being either the first one or a Saturday one, because that's the one with the most attendees coming in for con. But much like Stephanie just said, I think it was the Lost Girl uh, cast panel on Monday, was it, last year? I had I was speaking, as I often do on many panels con, right before it. So I had no choice but to show up about 10 minutes before. And much like you, I got in and I was probably in the last third of the room, but I had no problem having a great time at it as well. So... Keep that in mind, too, depending on your own schedule. And the Monday panel is usually much less crowded. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, like Kevin said, it's a little fluid when you can get in beforehand, 60 minutes or maybe a little before. And uh, you guys love telling this story where we were waiting downstairs in the lobby of the Westin, and then Kevin texted us from upstairs, Oh, <laughs> the line has started. And I was gone. Flew off my seat like I was on fire because uh, I like to be on time for my panel. Um, I I like to sit closer up to front because I like to try and take pictures during panels. So if that's important to you, you know, if you want to just check the line and see if the line has started forming. Yep. um, If you want to do that. Yep. That's the best way. I, I looked down, I looked back up, and I like, and it was just gone. <laughs> I've not seen that go? side of me. <laughs> and it's like, I didn't realize Andy ran. Apparently Andy runs. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure this year on that Friday uh, at the Weston Hotel, which is tentatively where the Lost Girl cast panels will be, there's going to be a ton of us Lost Girl fans milling about on all levels and floors and figuring out where these things are. So... Uh, in that sense, folks, trust us. We'll, you'll be able to find out pretty quickly what's going on, but it won't be a hard and fast. We'll have to kind of wait until we get that. That is one of the things about DragonCon. Things are very dynamic. You do have to be very flexible in terms of your uh, mental approach to be able to get the most out of it. So do we have any more questions before we move into the Lost Girl-specific event section, Chris? Berenin did ask where we are, where we are all coming from to Atlanta if we feel like sharing. Uh, I'm California, Bay Area. <clears throat> so I have an incredibly obscenely early flight uh, on Thursday, but it's good because it's a direct flight, and I will actually get in earlier than I did last year, so I'll have time and to... And you'll still get there before we do. Yeah, yep. and I'll have time to get my badge <laughs> and relax a bit and take a nap in my room, and um, I'm very lucky that I did end up at one of the host hotels. So, And then Chris and I are driving from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In Texas. And I'll be flying down. I'm just south of Boston. I come in on Wednesday uh, because of the newbie events that I have to oversee on Thursday. So I'll be in oh, plenty early. Wednesday. Yeah, if you couldn't tell from Kevin's accents, he's from outside of Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Yours isn't that bad, though. Like, I've heard much thicker. Oh, if, if you get a drink or two in, in me, it'll come out. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> oh, that is the yeah. yeah, the car and Harvard Yard will be there once I start having a couple drinks. <laughs> so are we ready to start talking about Lost Girl-specific events? Oh, absolutely. Awesome. The cast panels, obviously the ones folks are most interested in. The tentative times have been posted. Again, the DragonCon Urban Fantasy track is the one overseeing the Lost Girl events, both the cast panel and 
the fan discussion panel. So that's going to be your go-to source. Carol Malcolm, who runs the track, awesome lady, uh, does a great job. She and all of volunteers. Uh, we had her on my uh, the Fay Files podcast a while back talking about this year's events. But if you keep an eye on their Facebook page, uh, if you go on Facebook and do a search on, you know, Dragon Con Urban Fantasy or I believe it's Facebook.com slash DC Urban Fantasy. That'll be the place where they update things the most. So right now they do have the tentative schedule up there. And again, very much subject to change, folks. So keep in mind to keep checking on that. We are lucky enough and pretty amazing to be having a cast panel every day during con. Uh, first one being Friday at 4 p.m. Saturday one is tenderly scheduled at 7 p.m. Sunday at 2.30 p.m. And then Monday at 1 p.m. And no official word yet on will all the cast members be at all the panels. That's more of a fluid situation. I don't know when they might be coming in. I don't think that's been formally announced yet. So keep in mind sometimes the very first panel or the very last one, there might be someone or two that doesn't make it, especially for a large cast like this. So we're not saying all the cast will be at all those panels. So kind of keep that in mind. And as far as where you can find those panels, again, the details will be in the program. But if schedules hold, the Weston Hotel is the one that the Urban Fantasy has a track room there and where they have several ballrooms. And currently, those cast panels are all planned to be in the Weston. So you likely, the Weston will be a place for you Lost Girl fans will be spending a lot of time. It can change. Uh, as other guests get added and such. So certainly be keeping an eye on that. But for the most part, that's where you're likely to be spending the time. And again, as I think it was Annie said earlier, one of the nice things about the Westin is when they have some of their lines, unlike some of the other hotels, uh, you're usually able to have almost the entire line inside the hotel. So you're at least sitting in air-conditioned comfort. And there's a nice big lobby in the Westin downstairs too. So Yes, with lots of seating area as well. Mm -hmm. So what we ended up doing last year was that we went from the Marriott, because we had been getting autographs, I think, went through the Peachtree Center, got lunch at the food court, and then went to the West End and hung out in the lobby and ate, you know, a couple hours before the panel and just chatted and had a good time. So that was fun. Yeah. Absolutely. And along with the cast panels, which obviously the big draw, one of the great things about why Dragon Con is as popular as, as it is is the fan interaction, what they call fan discussion panels, where it's fans topping on topics. And, uh, you know, hundreds of those over the course of the weekend. But there also will be a Lost Girl fan discussion panel this year. And that'll be on Saturday afternoon, uh, currently scheduled for 2.30 p.m. in the Dragon Con Urban Fantasy track room there in the Weston. And uh, those are always a lot of fun talking about the show between some fans when Carol moderates those and asks some questions on topics. We get some interaction from the crowd, too. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Stephanie and I uh, have been panelists together and hopefully will be again this year. So it's a great time. Kevin and I, we break out our martial arts skills. We duke it out over topics that we disagree. <laughs> on. I shouldn't oversell it. No, we just talk. <laughs> while, ste- while Chris and I sit in the front row and make faces at them and try to get them to break in the middle of a question, and I'm taking annoying pictures, trying to get their worst face, and then I can post them on Facebook later. I'm kidding. Yeah, um, it's usually good stuff there. And, and you... At DragonCon, if you don't already know, folks, uh, DragonCon is known probably as the best place for seeing any cosplay costuming in the world any convention there it's certainly one of the best and most popular for that and there are many excellent lost girl cosplayers who come to con uh, certainly over the last few years so i suspect we'll see many of them not only throughout the con 
but certainly at any of the Loth Girl cast panels and hopefully at the fan panel too. So if you want to meet some of the folks who do that, maybe get some photos with some of them. We had a great time doing that last year. So hopefully many of those same folks will be there again this year based on some online discussions I've seen. Yeah, how Dragon Con was described to me by my friend who's a longtime attendee and uh, volunteer, she said, uh, you're in the minority if you're not in costume. <laughs> when, when I came in to the Marriott, uh, when I checked in that first day, seeing people with these huge cases and these huge, you know, contraptions that they would put on their head and their, you know, fake weaponry and everything, it was just amazing. And I'm like, how do you get that here? Like physically, how do you ship it or what do you do? You know, that's a mystery to me with cosplayers, but it's amazing. It's one of the best places to people watch. You could do that for all four days and just be blown away. And then in regards to Lost Girl events, we will also mention that this year we managed, thanks to Kevin, we managed to get on the schedule to do a live Drinks at the Doll podcast recording. We're a little terrified, but I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. And I hope that people will be able to come. It is currently scheduled, as far as I know, still at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. Where's the podcasting track at, Kevin? I actually didn't make note of where, like what hotel it's in. Do you know? Uh, assuming it's in where it's been in the past, uh, it would be in the Hilton. Okay. In the Hilton. Yep. Sunday at 10 we're going to do something fun. I've been floating some ideas and Chris has been batting them down. Hey, nobody's been sharing these ideas with me. I want to say yay or nay. Too, but well, no, yeah. gotten past me. I know. Well, I still want them shared with me. Hello. <laughs> Equal opportunity batting of ideas. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little terrified and hope that I can be. I'm like, do I have to be funny on demand or just Andy, let you stuff don't have to worry just about have that. to be now. You I just, just are, are funny without even trying. <laughs> See? But what if it I'm funny with to. trying and it just doesn't happen? So anyway. <laughs> but you'll turn into me goes, with like the, the, the what is what is that meme called with the dog who's like, huh? You get it? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but really the, the panel should just be like this except for with people staring at us. That's yeah. right. I know. That's what terrifies me. <laughs> I know. I'm teasing. I'm trying to make a joke. And I I'll probably, start working. I'll make a I probably will start, start drinking by 10 a.m. that day. <laughs> Don't tell my mother. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a tip there, Annie, from some having done a few live podcasts over the years, and they are a ton of fun. Yeah, there's a little bit of uh, anxiety or excitement because it's before a crowd, but it's all people who are going to be friends anyway. But uh, in the podcasting room, you'll be up on a little bit of the podium, just look over the heads of everybody to the point on the back wall, and, and then you just podcast. You'll just be uh-huh. yourself. You'll be fine. Yeah, everybody who's making faces at me in the front row should <laughs> be like, touche, Annie. So basically, um, Kevin is saying, please come see us, but we're going to ignore you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to designate someone to keep an eye for when a hand goes up with a question. Okay. <laughs> and a random question about the podcast track. Do they uh, record it as so that we have, can have access to it later? Yes. Normally, the podcasting site. track actually will professionally record any of the podcasts done there. And they also, fingers crossed, live stream them to the internet. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I didn't know that bit. Interesting. 
Yeah. That's why I wanted to wait and tell you when we were doing video just to see your faces. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've heard funny. that. I think but, I am the least yeah. nervous about this. Which no. makes actually no not, sense at all. I, I'm, I'm actually not that nervous, but we'll see. No, I might not be awake enough to be nervous. Cause yes. I mean, let's, night beforehand. <laughs> let's face it. Yeah. The big Saturday night. Some yeah. folks will be out late. You're doing it at 10 a.m. Everybody will be laid back and casual. They'll be drinking their coffee there. It'll probably be a great They'll time. They'll be hungover. It'll be <laughs> yes. lots of bloodshot eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Maybe that'll I, work to our benefit. I don't know. That's the thing also about Dragon Con. There's a lot of parties and a lot of... It, we uh, are in hotels. It is known as a party con. Yes. Nerdy gras. I personally don't <laughs> party much at cons because I'm on such an happy endorphin high, so I don't need to drink, but... I might have to before that podcast. So we'll see. I'll bring you some Zimas. Yeah. <laughs> Put a lime in a call of breakfast. <laughs> so I guess the last kind of Lost Girl event type of thing is an unofficial fan event that's trying to be organized. Am I right? Yes. Um, yeah. We're hoping to get a fan meetup, just kind of a casual get together for all of us. Uh, it won't be on the official schedule. Um, several folks are starting to float an idea on it. So we don't have any details at this moment, but certainly keep an eye on any of us on social media. Uh, we'll get some details. But um, po- possibly after the fan panel on Saturday, uh, we'll, we're going to try to see, based on all the fans coming, what time's good. Because a lot of folks will be doing other things. So it'll just be maybe a casual get-together in one of the hotels or maybe a restaurant that's a short walk away. But uh, stay tuned. Yeah, there's, you know, I think one fan was floating possibly on Friday for a a Mm get-together at a restaurant. So some fans do that, and that's um, somewhat somewhat addicted on uh, Twitter. She's a fan who mentioned to me, she's like, I'm trying to organize a get-together in a restaurant on Friday. So I told her I'd mention it, and then I believe it's uh, maybe the cosplay group might be trying to organize something on Saturday. So these are things we'll tweet about as we have more information, and um, I'm sure Kevin will also do the same thing. So, But, yeah, there's a lot of unofficial gatherings like that sometimes. And the one thing you always mention a lot, Kevin, is that uh, when you're in line for the panels and you're waiting for a few hours, that's when you meet people. Oh, call it. It's yes. a line party. Yep. And I've met friends that I've made for life in line, basically. So... Um, and, you know, I always end up, okay, what's your Twitter name? Oh, you're so-and-so. Okay, what's your real name? Okay, and I have to write down, I literally write down Twitter name, real name, where I met them, because I'm not going to remember it later. <laughs> what's so-and-so in mine wearing this costume? Because I, you know, and I still have notes on my phone going, oh, like this wonderful woman stopped me on the street. Your drinks at the doll. This was like on Monday, and I'm all... Hello. It's very strange being uh, kind of known a little bit in the Lost Girl fandom, but... Yeah, you know, that Kevin, happened to me said, last year with the, I was wearing my Tatiana is everyone podcast shirt yeah. and somebody like pointed at my chest and was like, Oh, are you them? I was like, am I what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you your boobs? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do anything. <laughs> yes. And then Stephanie says, yes, yes, I am. It oh, is. Yes. This Stephanie, is the yes. ultimate <laughs> fan event. So yes, it's a podcaster. Yeah. It's kind of neat when you get some listeners and, and some other folks who come up and say hello. It, like I said, it can be a little scary. So if we seem a little. You know, our eyes glaze over, folks, when you come up to say hi. It's only because, you know, we just may not know you yet, but we know you through some other means. <laughs> yeah, we'll know you over the by the end of the weekend, we'll know you. But Kevin's like a celebrity because everybody knows him because he's been doing the newbie events. And, uh, I'll let you in on a so little long. secret, though. Kevin may not know everybody who knows him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, who is that, Kevin? He he's names. like, I have no idea who that was. <laughs> 
it is hilarious hanging out with Kevin because I, I don't think there was one time we spent more than like five minutes with you where there weren't at least two people who came up and were like, hey, Kevin. <laughs> well, I've been going oh, for 10 that? years. <laughs> you know, I've been there quite a bit and I do, as you said, the doobie events and, and I love it. I'd, I'm paying it forward. From those first couple of years I went when I was clueless and had no idea where I was going. And obviously, it was on my face because I had strangers walk up to me and go, you look like you could use some help. God, yes, please <laughs> tell me where this is. So we've all been there. I'm just glad I can kind of pay it forward. And, and that's, you know, the point to doing something like this. It, it helps folks out. So that's that's our goal. <laughs> Cindy says she's coming to the uh, podcasting session in her PJs. Okay, that sounds like fun. <laughs> I I will like let you know that I have done 10 a.m. podcasts where people have been in their PJs, so that's totally that's okay. cool. We'll try come, not to be in my PJs. Come dressed however you would like. We would prefer it if you wore some clothing. <laughs> Just because it'll be difficult for you to actually get to the panel if you're not wearing at least some clothing. Yes, Dragon Con cosplay does have a... Um, a policy that no costume is not a costume. So yes. please have your bits covered, and that's good. That's what they say. Yeah, as long as your bits are covered. Cover the naughty bits, you'll be fine. And certainly after 9, 10 p.m., it can get a little racier out there. Yeah. So I guess just to do a little summary of the Lost Girl events before we move on, I just wanted to mention again, we've got the cast panels on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, all four days. We've got the Lost Girl fan panel on Saturday at 230 We've got the Drinks of the Doll live podcast Sunday at 10 a.m. And we're trying to figure out a, man, a fan meetup, but we don't have anything scheduled yet. And I will say again, those times may be subject to change. Yes. But those are the times as they are currently <laughs> listed. By all means, check your app or program. Check it often. That's right. But uh, we assume, too, the other big items to cover before we finish up today, certainly the popular things are going to be autographs and some photo ops and such. Because um, many people, that's the question. What times can I come to get the autographs or photo ops? How much will it cost and so forth? So we want to give you some basic information. Keep in mind, we're fans. None of this is official or hard and fast. Going a little bit on some of our experience doesn't mean uh, some of this might not change. But the autographs, and uh, Annie mentioned a little earlier, it's an area called the Walk of Fame. That's the name, give it to them, um, that they have. It's normally been in the, uh, one of the lower level, I think, in the Marriott. Uh, and that's where most of the celebrities will be. It's a giant room. Uh, it's kind of neat just to walk through it. You will see a lot of very familiar faces. But in there, there will be lines for some of the different uh, folks you want to get an autograph from. The Walk of Fame is normally open approximately, and again, approximately 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., doesn't mean every celebrity is there for the entire time. They, as we mentioned, might be doing one of those fan panels. They might be on a, a dinner break. They might be doing photo ops. They might just be taking a break. So uh, I can't tell you in, in terms of exactly which cast members will be there at which time. Uh, part of uh, the con ritual is normally going down there at some points to get an idea, see if it's listed on the table or ask someone who's working at the table for that person to get a ballpark or check with some fans who've been there. So... We can't give you hard and fast times, but uh, realize it, it's a bit of a roll up your sleeves and also plan to stand in the line there, uh, certainly for some of the Lost Girl folks to be able to get uh, an autograph. Yeah, I'm and again, I've been lucky because I've stayed at the Marriott, but I generally get ready and I'm usually ready to go and have eaten and everything by about 930. So I go down there. At, I'm down there at 10 just to walk around the tables and to see when people are um, uh, signing. So. Yes, it's it's wonderful. And again, in this area, too, keep in mind when you're in this room, 
Uh, there's no photos allowed. Um, so if you have a camera and you're holding it up, you will have a security person very quickly telling you to put it away. Uh, you're not allowed to take photos in there, but you can certainly walk through. It doesn't cost anything to go in if you're on a very tight budget. Uh, it's still a lot of fun to walk past the autograph tables for a lot of people that I recognize from shows just to see them a little bit up close. And if you want to get in the line, I think uh, Annie and I ended up pretty close together last year for the Ksenia uh, autographs, uh, which was kind of fun. So, again, make a, any line, a little bit of a line party if you can go with some of your friends. Uh, it makes it pretty neat. Uh, it can be a bit of an extensive line, again, depending upon time of day and how popular someone is. So plan that into your schedule. Uh, the cost, I'm trying to remember. I don't, Annie, and maybe you knew better how much the autograph was, for example, for Ksenia last year. I want to ballpark and say it was around 30 30. I believe for all the Lost Girl cast members, based on this con and previous cons that I've been to, they were all 30. You know, that's to say that they won't change this year. They're, you know, usually you don't find out the price until you're actually there. Yes. Yeah. It's why we say we can't give you a number yet, but in that ballpark uh, mm -hmm. to, to get an autograph, they normally, each of the celebs will have a couple of photos that's included in that price there on their table. Doesn't mean you can't bring your own. I know you've certainly done that, Annie. Yeah. Um, and you were saying a tip about photos, um, don't print them out on inkjet printers <laughs> because the Sharpies don't work very well on them. I actually had a problem with that with some Chris and Zoe autographs. So now I go and get them professionally printed and they've worked fine. And I guess I, I would say that most likely because this is the first con that Anna has done outside of Fan Expo, her line's going to be the longest. Ooh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, last year, last year, Ksenia's was the longest. So hers will probably continue to be on the longer side, but Anna's definitely going to be the longest. So is uh, like last year with Ksenia, I was like, Oh, she's got a line. I'll come back later. Cause sometimes that will happen. If you go earlier in the weekend, the lines will be longer and then they'll, they'll get a little shorter. Yeah. Hers never did. So <laughs> if you, yeah, if you really want a picture like with Anna, a little shorter. <laughs> yeah. But if you really want a picture with Anna, and I'm going to say Anna's going to be the person this con, go ahead and wait in the line. If you have, <laughs> unless there's some pressing reason you can't wait for a little while, wait in the line, just go ahead and do it. Cause yeah. you might not get a chance where you, the, the line will be any shorter or significantly shorter now we don't know for sure that anna will have pictures at her table though so if you want an autograph wait in the line yeah. oh yes because in the past we have been able to get pictures at the table with the lost girl guests not everybody does that it's kind of a per guest basis yeah, it's, it's it's also a nominal fee for that like ten dollars so. usually yeah, it's 10 been 10 20. i think once i maybe paid 15 okay. uh, but um but we at don't Dallas, know for sure 20 it was. It was 20 Well, there was two of us. At Dallas. But there but were that, two of us. That was the price on the table. Oh, okay. Was $20. Okay. So um, it, it's been 10 at Dragon Con. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think one of them was 15 if you weren't like getting an autograph to or something like that. So it depends is what we're saying. Uh, check every every guest individually. It's going to it's gonna vary. Yeah. Yes. But some we don't know. Will, uh, oh, sorry. Some guests will allow for photos at the table and some won't. Yeah, so, so we don't know for sure if, if Anne is going to allow photos at the table. But in the past, um, Chris has, <clears throat> Zoe has, all the others have. Uh, so it's we have experience that they, they will probably do that, but we can't say for sure. 
And again, if you, that's, you know, the quick selfie, as they say there at the table, they normally do a great job of letting you, you know, either their handler or a friend of yours in line can take a quick photo of you with the celebrity. If you've paid for it, that's when it is allowed. Or Ksenia. Ksenia took my, son, my photo with her. <laughs> yeah, she was awesome last year. And, and uh, her handler was having a little trouble taking on my phone. I think uh, he took two. She didn't like him, so she grabbed the camera and took it for him. So. Well, and the thing that I loved about getting the picture with Ksenia was that she walked from her table over to where the lighting was, was better, better to, yes. take, to take the photo. It's <laughs> like, thank you, Ksenia. Yeah. You yes. do think of, of yeah. us. Yes, exactly. Oh, my goodness. She's, she's, she's going to escort me to someplace else. Yes, pinch me. This is real. <laughs> this, this, is the, this is a situation where you will go to the second location, right? <laughs> Kevin's fantasy has become a reality. <laughs> Yes. But so, Cindy says that she has yeah. been told they'll be quote under fifty dollars for this Dragon Con. So yes, they're going to be very popular. So I don't for doubt the, the fee might go up. Mean? For the autograph, I you assume mean, Chris? so. Okay. I assume so. Yes, uh, the mm-hmm. professional photo op prices have already been posted. So generally, those are pretty close to what they're going to be at the table, mm-hmm. like for autograph prices. So yeah, uh, yep. FYI. And those Everybody. those photos, the professional photo ops, you'll hear the phrase Froggies Photos. That's the name of the company that does them. Uh, and as Chris was saying, you can uh, take a look online right now. They have the pre-order available to the price to do those photos. You can do them individually. Uh, there are group sets. I think last I checked, if you wanted all six, what was it, $200 or something? So yeah, base it, price was two hundred dollars for the entire cast. The yeah. entire cast member. So those you can pre-purchase online. Uh, they'll do them at the show. You can select a certain day if that cast member is available to do it. The exact times of when they'll be available to do those. They normally don't get posted till just a couple days before con. So, but it is a fluid situation. I haven't done those myself, but I've been told by folks who have. Certainly, Cindy or Annie, I know, does them. Um, you know, sometimes it can roll to a different day or a different time depending upon when you're. Uh, available. So it's something to uh, check out when you're at con. Well, yeah, Annie, will, why don't oh, you talk about what that is like getting the professional photo ops? Because Chris and I, we haven't done them, or I haven't done them, I should say, but we haven't done I the Dragon Con. They are in, last year they were in uh, the basement or the very bottom floor of the Marriott. And, you know, there's signage there, you go down the elevators. And um, for as much as it was the finalized schedule of the photo ops, they were like taped on two tables. So I had, I, all these fans were crowded around the tables trying to write them all, all down, all the photo ops. And I just ended up taking a picture of the, you know, two photo ops so I could look at them and see when the photo ops would be. And you can pre-order online, um, at Froggy's Photos. I believe it's froggiesphotos.com. I'm not sure. But there's a link to it from the official DragonCon site uh, where it says Celebrity Photo Ops. If you click on that, you'll be linked to that site where you can buy them beforehand. Um, there is a, like a small fee per each photo, though, if you do buy them beforehand. But you can go into the photo op line and buy them on site, but it's cash only. And so when you get the photo time for your photo op and you get in line, they recommend that you're there 10 to 15 minutes before the photo op actually takes place. And it can be a very dynamic, kind of a bit of a chaotic situation. There's usually one guy there with a loudspeaker saying, okay, this photo op, you go into this line, this photo op, you go into this line. But you really have to listen and pay attention because photo ops go very, very quickly. You know, usually the celebrities there before or after a panel, and they're only there for as long as people are there to take photos with them. And you 
you know, put your stuff down, go in the line, um, or go into the, there's like a partitioned off section where you go and take the photo and you go and take the photo and then, you know, just go back out and pick up your stuff and that's it. Photo ops move very, very quickly. And, and um, I'm sure for Anna, it's going to be really particularly a bit crazy. So, um, so you got to be prepared for that. You can't sit there and have a, you know, five minute conversation or even a, you know, 30 second one. They're going to want you to move on. So, um, but you know, I've brought props and photos, people wear cosplay and photos. So, you know, if you just want to say really quick, Hey, can we do this? You know, just, but you got to get it done and move on. But, uh, I've had them come out really nicely. <clears throat> what happens is they print your photo and then uh, you can check later in the day. They've got all the photos spread out on the tables and you can pick them up. They'll be there the next day through the end of con. So what you can do with photo ops, the base price is just for an 8x10, but you can also have options to add a JPEG or an additional um, an additional print, but those cost a bit more. So you can have the op- option to do that. Um, with any of the people you're taking photo ops with. And I think the only difficult thing about photo ops is that for the convenience of the cast, um, or just so that the schedule flows a bit better, they're usually right before or right after the panel. So on the days they're right before a panel, it can be kind of tricky because if you want to take a professional photo op, you take it, but then you've got to go to the Westin, say in the case of the Lost Girl cast, and like we mentioned, you know, you'll probably get into the panel, but you won't have as good of a seat. So for me, because I like to take pictures and try to take pictures during panels, I know that the days I'm taking a photo op before the panel, I'm not going to get as good of a seat. So it's kind of a, you know, catch-22. So you have to look at the schedule and um, say, well, what day do I want to take a photo op? Or it might be the only day you're there. So, um so hopefully, yeah, as Kevin said, they'll be posted beforehand, but really the schedule can change that day or, you know, so you want to go back and check frequently. So that's my experience with photo ops, but I've done a lot of them and generally they've all turned out pretty well. So just make sure, I just have to make sure I don't look like a dork in the photo op, which sometimes I do. <laughs> but Those are my favorites though. You're at your <laughs> did tell me earlier. Yeah. So, um... I believe with the photo ops, you can only have two adults per photo. If you want a third, it's an additional fee. Um, I don't think they would take four or more. They said it depends on the situation, how many people are in the photo and the photographer. So, But, yeah, as he said, the other comment yeah. I've heard is that uh, it's not a social setting. As Annie said, it's it's like a military precision. It's your turn. Take mm-hmm. the photo. Move on to the next person. So if you're looking to chat, you probably want to try to do that at an, at an autograph table. You might have a couple of minutes yeah. to do that there. Yeah, I made the mistake last year thinking, oh, I can go in and charge my photos when I buy them on site. I couldn't. And that's the thing about conventions. The autographs are also cash only. You know, a lot of conventions, you know, when you go to the vendor area, a lot of the vendors will, you know, vendors, and by vendors, I mean people who are selling their wares and, you know, costumes, trading cards, all that kind of stuff, which is in a different building. Uh, Where is that, Kevin? That's the America's Mart, which is over by the Westin. Yeah, because, you know, conventions, they'll have vendors, they'll have autographs, they'll have panels. But because this convention is so spread out, if you want to go shopping, go to the America's Mart. And most vendors, you know, probably will take credit cards. It depends on the vendor. But for autographs and for photo ops, which people are interested in, it's cash. So um, either with the photo ops, you know, if you want to pay the fee, buy it 
on site beforehand, and I believe the last day to buy it is August 29th. So you can't buy it up until the con. And on a related note to I think Ken. I did hear this. Oh, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say, I think I did hear that some of the people do maybe take cards at at the tables, but basically don't assume that anybody is going yes. to. Yeah. Make sure you have cash, and then be yeah. happily surprised if somebody will take a credit card. <laughs> Yeah. And the thing is about cash, you might think, oh, I can go up to the Marriott right there at the ATM and get it. The ATMs run out of cash really quickly. Yeah. So. Yeah, there are. Not to, not to scare you, but there's, yeah. Yeah, 65,000 geeks looking to spend money on things like, you know, photos and uh, autographs and all these cool uh, vendor items. The money can run fast out of some of those machines. So not that they don't refill them or there might not be a bank a block away. But when you're in the flow of con, you know, you don't want to have to take a big line out to go stand in the line at the ATM. Mm-hmm. The other thing I think to maybe mention related to that, because you have 65,000 people all in one spot, service, phone service can sometimes be a little spotty if you're trying to call or use like wireless data. So just a, a heads up, text messages are good. And yeah, not many of the hotels have free Wi-Fi that you can jump on. Um, and even if you could, it would probably be pretty slow, too. Yes. They've done a much better adding in some towers and things near the con area. But some of the hotels, the rooms that uh, we're going to be attending events in are towards lower levels. And the service can be very spotty. And it's also very loud in many of the areas. So, yes, texting will be your friend much more than calling during con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was actually surprised at the... I was able to get decent service in most places. It's much, much better than it was a couple of years ago. They really have invested some money and, and some setups, whether it's the hotels or the wireless companies in the area. Because, no, years ago it was it was a joke to think you could even get a text or a phone call through in some spots. But it's gotten much better. But as you said, it's a... As you said, Stephanie, it's a it's a volume number. you got 65,000 people all trying to do something and getting excited at the same time to call their friends. The towers get busy. Yeah, they get a bit busy. Yeah. And one other and, thing, and it kind of depends on your provider too. I think Chris usually had better service than I did, so it just kind of can be, can depend. Yeah, I'm with uh, AT and T, and as I said, it's it's been better, but I won't say it's great in some spots. I have AT and T also, and yeah, I haven't really had many big problems. It's been pretty good. One thing I will say is that your phone runs out of charge really fast. Yeah. So. I bring uh, one of those portable battery things that I plug my phone into. Mm-hmm. I have one I have this that year. Charged. Yeah. So I have that charged. So when I was in a panel last year, I just my phone was running out. So I just plugged it in and let it charge during the panel while I took photos. And that was a good time to do it. Yeah. The fact that the signals are a little weaker, even if you think I'm, I'm the type that, uh, you know, disables a lot of uh, my Twitter and Facebook so it won't drain the battery as much, the taxing on the towers of getting that signal can make your phone drain much, much quicker too. So, you know, trying to find an outlet, definitely a challenge. So if you've got some battery-based uh, uh, power chargers, by all means, keep them in your uh, your backpack. Cindy wants to know if we know where the photo ops are going to be this year, what hotel? If it was the same as last year, it would be the Marriott. Yeah, I haven't seen anything official same. yet. That's where it has been a good, that I've been aware of the last couple of years, but Mm-hmm. Things can change as they take over additional space. Yeah, which which was convenient in the sense that the autographs and the photo ops were in the same hotel. So, mm-hmm. you know, if they hold true as last year, we don't. Again, we don't know for sure. <clears throat> One thing okay. I will mention about. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, finish your finish your thought. 
One thing I will mention about photo ops and th this they emphasize, if you are late and if the celebrity leaves, you don't, that's it. You know, they're not going to call them back. You have to be on time, which can be tough because at one point I was going to a fan panel and then I was taking photos with the people in that panel. And because the habitat, you know, the connections between the hotels were so jammed, I barely got there in time. You know, celebrities, they have different routes and go through the kitchen or whatnot. And so they were there before me. So that was a little tough. Um, but say if you're there multiple days and if you miss a photo op on one day, generally you can use it the next day um, for the same celebrity, the same, you know, type of uh, photo op. Like say if you have it with two celebrities, you can use it for the next day if they're both there. But you know, unfortunately, it's such a dynamic situation. If you snooze, you lose. So there, it's Froggy states that there are no refunds for missed photo ops. So you really have to be on top of it. Absolutely. Okay. A couple bits of info from Cindy on Twitter. She says they took credit cards last year at Dragon Con at the autograph tables for Lost Girl, which I didn't know because I just, yeah, I'm, I didn't know like, I've been to so many cons. I just have, like, my cash, cash. ready. Yeah. <laughs> And she also says that she just confirmed that Anna will not be there on Monday. Yeah, and that was the thing that I was suspecting, because when you look at the photo ops list and you do the pull down, okay, this guest is going to be Friday, here, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, I don't see Monday listed. So, um, again, my friend who does uh, volunteer work for one of the agencies that books a lot of the people, she said, as far as she knows, they are told those dates by the people who book, you know, the celebrities. So um, it's not a hard and fast rule, but again, um, you should, you know, check and, you know, it's, it's hard to know who's going to be there what day, but I was kind of using Froggy's photos as a basis, but that could always change because schedules change. So, Right. And another yeah, tip. I, wa uh, I was noticing that Anna's photo ops were only for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but every other member of the Lost Girl cast had been listed for all four days. Oh, and Cindy just tweeted us again saying, also, Anna won't be doing table picks. They want everyone to have a chance to talk with her. So, and then in all caps, get a pro froggy photo op! Exclamation point. There you go. Dynamic information changing by the minute, folks. Mm -hmm. Froggy should just hire Cindy as like a, <laughs> a yeah. spokesperson. An, an, yeah. an ambassador to the people. Yeah. She's been, yeah. she's been hounding me about getting froggy's photo ops. She's like, you won't regret it, Chris. Do it. Do it. She also put out a good tip, uh, and it's one I've had, but I didn't include. Uh, again, credit for Cindy for mentioning it, is uh, while several of the hotels are interconnected, keep in mind that if you have a day uh, when you're moving around that there's a quick thunderstorm moving through, again, late summer in Atlanta, um, not everything is indoors. So, And the Westin Hotel is not physically connected to the other main hotels. So if you do have to do a move between a photo op or an autograph and going over to the Westin for one of these panels, you might be out on the city streets. And if it's raining, you probably don't want to be soaking wet than going into the very coldly air-conditioned uh, hotel. So if you've got a small umbrella to keep in your backpack, it can come in very handy at con uh, if you happen to get caught in one of those storms or... You just want to stay out of the sun. If you end up in a line for one of the other places that's outdoors for a while, you might want to have an umbrella to kind of keep yourself out of that hot summer sun. Well, it was funny because there was a thunderstorm in between the panel and the photo ops, and we were all going from the West End back to the Marriott, and you guys all take out your umbrellas, and I'm like, umbrella? What is this umbrella? We don't have this stuff called rain in California. <laughs> and Stephanie, you're all, Annie, you're so prepared. Where's your umbrella? I'm all, I 
don't go to cons where it rains. So, so we had to I squish have to buy my between us and try and shelter yeah. her. It was very sweet. Thank you. But as luck would have it, I bought, a, I bought an umbrella already for Dragon Con, and then it was defective. So obviously we only sell defective <laughs> umbrellas in California because we just don't have rain. So I have to go out and buy another one and hope that second time is the charm. So the umbrella companies are like, this one doesn't work so great. Let's send it to California. Yeah, they, they won't, won't really yeah. need it. Yeah, they will, they'll never know it didn't work. It'll be years before you they try to it. use it. Yeah. <laughs> So umbrella is on my list. Yeah, umbrellas are good to bring. Snacks are good to bring. Hand sanitizer is good to bring. They can run out of soaps in, in the bathroom at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus, or you're just you're, got that. They're they're like sheets of soap that you can get. Mm, it's kind of awesome. I did not know about that. That really? yeah, that'd be I've good. Got some, I've got some. In my I'm backpack. sure you do. <laughs> Chris is very concerned about such things. I actually I say bring hand sanitizer. I don't because I know Chris has it, so I just use hers. <laughs> <laughs> or Annie will have it because she's OCD at a con. Yeah. But um, also, I was like, oh, I got to bring sunscreen if you're out there in that heat. And uh, so I was like, oh, got to put that on my list. Yeah, that's but, the unusual thing about, about Dragon Con is that it's not all in one building. You're moving between different buildings most times. So you have to be prepared for some outdoor situations that, that could require ec- extra materials such as umbrellas and sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Cindy tweeted soggy photo ops and then sent this really cute picture. She looked good in her soggy photo I ops, I thought. Really I thought cute. you looked great, Cindy. Yeah. And luckily you were wearing a dark shirt, you know? Yeah. Just all okay. part of the con experience. Mm-hmm. And it makes for a memory, so, and it's fine. But uh, one thing I will say is, um, I just lost my train of thought, sorry. <laughs> well, that's the one thing she'll coming. say. Yep. <laughs> There is no caboose to your train of thought. <laughs> no, no, there is no caboose. But it, it is large, folks. It is a great welcoming community. Uh, so don't hesitate asking questions, making friends in the lines. Obviously, the Lost Girl lines, you know there's going to be all kinds of other Lost Girl fans there. But even the other events realize folks are at this con because they're a big fan of something just like you. So well, don't that, hesitate. That's the thing. I mean, it's like, the best of both worlds, but it's also all these hard choices I have to make. I'm a fan of a lot of different properties. There's going to be a lot of Battlestar Galactica guests there. I'm excited about that. Uh, some guests from like The Hobbit are going to be there. I like that movie. I like those movies. You know, just Warehouse 13, uh, Defiance. Um, so many different things will be there, and that's just for the guests. That's not about the fan panels. That's not about the you know, sci-fi fantasy authors that will be there, the artists, you know, so many different things. So just, you could get lost in all of it. So that's why I really like looking over the schedule and going, hey, I want to go to this or check out the, you know, the extensive guest list or the vendor list. You might go, hey, I want to go see this vendor. And if you're a fan of shopping, I made time on Monday to go shopping, to go to the America's Mart and to go shopping because I like doing my con merchandise thing. And I found some really creative, really crafty, really cool stuff. And um, She did. Like, you found some original Lost mm-hmm. Girl art that people made. And yeah. you found some cool stuff. And then... Um, also a tip on Mondays, because some vendors, they don't want to take all their stuff home. They'll have sales. So, yeah. Uh, Monday's a good time to go shopping. But I literally didn't have time before then because I was going around to panels and such. So it's it's a very busy, very fun-filled um, 
weekend. And I will say this. This is what's different about Dragon Con than most cons. This was my caboose from earlier. My caboose of thought. Um, most <laughs> here it is. I know. Yes, here it comes. I mean, Dragon Con is unique because I've been to a lot of different cons, but Dragon Con it was my first time last year. And it's unique not just in the fan panels, but that um, for the cast panels, normally you only get one per weekend. Like if It'll be a four-day weekend and you'd have, say, one Lost Girl panel. But we're very fortunate that there's cast panels every day. Like last year it was a four day con, but they had three Lost Girl panels. So this year we were all kind of shocked when we got the tentative schedule. There's going to be a panel every day uh, for, you know, the Lost Girl cast. That's awesome. So again, it's tentative, but it's just, it's so awesome. So we'll have four line parties. Yeah, that's (laughs) what I'm looking forward to. It is. It's very much when folks ask me, I say, it's a lot like think back to when you were a kid on Christmas morning when that sheer excitement of having all those presents to open, the hard part's going to be picking which one you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do also want to add, there's going to be a fan panel for Michelle Lavretta's new show, Killjoys, and Stephanie and Kevin and I are going to be on that fan panel. So, yay! We shall take it over. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. I'm figuring we do a Dutch, much just, a Dutch discussion. I was say, we're just going to... Exactly. We're just going to be like, Dutch is awesome, isn't she? Yeah, she's really, really awesome. I think she's awesome, too. This is what the panel's going to be. Preview. But, but Johnny and Lucy, too. Yes, I know. I, I love, love them see? all. Pre and I love Potter them all. And, and, and I work Lucy very... Lucy is just so... I mean, I mean, but Dutch is just so dis- distractingly amazing. Anyway. <laughs> And Stephanie, Steph- Stephanie float on her bubble of <laughs> Dutch love here. Of Dutch That's love. Okay. Stephanie will do a good job, too, of making sure that I don't go off too far on Kenzie and the Lost Girl fan panel, too. So. <laughs> we keep each other on track. <laughs> Were there any other questions from Twitter about photo ops or autographs, Chris? Uh, I don't think so. I think we covered everything. If we didn't, go ahead and tweet us right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, now, now. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing I, I thought to mention that we didn't mention earlier, at least I don't think so, in regards to picking up your badge, they actually are not that bad in my experience. We move through the line pretty quickly. It looks long, but they have a lot of different people handing out badges. Um, do yourself a favor. If you order beforehand, remember your little blue Post- ticket thing. Postcard. Yes. Postcard. Postcard. Thank you. Yeah, it, I think you can still pick up your ticket if you forget it, but it's more complicated. Uh, but if you have that little that little postcard, they get you through really, really fast. Yeah, they automate. I shouldn't say they automated. They computerized the badge slash membership situation a couple of years ago. Because if you've talked to someone who had been to con many years ago, they'd you know you'd say registration, they'd roll your eyes and go, "You're going to be there for two or three hours," and that could be true. But now that it's all very much computerized. Last couple of years, I mean, I literally was running through the maze a la, you know, uh, Disney World to get to the front to get my badge. It was just a matter of a couple of minutes. So, yes, it usually moves pretty quickly. Yeah, I think Chris and I, it took us maybe like, (laughs) wow, all the stock and it was. I think Chris and I, like, it took us like maybe 20 minutes or so to get through the line. Yeah, it took me like 10. In 2013. And then last year, I... We just, like, walked right through the thing, didn't we? Okay. I thought, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So, um, but yeah, remember your postcard. I've got, I almost, I like had to drive back home when I was going to Chris's to get my postcard because I had forgotten my postcard. To the first that time. and your but. photo ID, folks, to confirm who you yes, are. And yes, and your photo ID. Because if you don't have your postcard, they will add, they will verify you with your photo ID. So that's what you need. Mm-hmm. And, um, and a lanyard if you brought one. 
But yeah, um, I just have a little area where I'm stashing all the things to take to Dragon Con. I, I it's know. been there for like six months. <laughs> I, ha- I have my I have my postcard with my 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 breeze card for the transit system clipped to it. Yeah, I have a whole oh. little little thing. Smart. I have mine right here. <laughs> <laughs> it has literally been sitting on my desk for a while. <laughs> I was looking for my postcard. I think it's down in that pile somewhere, but I'll find it. So um, <laughs> it's down there, I know. But yes, I'm very organized as a con goer. I have my to-do list, my list to have budget, who I'm taking pictures with and autographs, and then my you know, stuff that I'm bringing. But then, Annie, but then people always say to me, especially my close friends, Annie, why do you make a budget? You know, you're not going to pay attention to it. <laughs> it's a list of stuff I know I'm getting, and then stuff afterwards. So. It's a it's a guide more than a budget. It's a guide. It's a guideline. <laughs> and he says, I like to prepare myself for a minimum amount of how much I'm going to spend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yes, hopefully, folks, this gives you some background on some things. A lot more. we still got three weeks leading up to con, so by all means, keep an eye on the social media side of things, the drinks at the doll. Twitter account or my personal one or certainly the Dragon Con Urban Fantasy page uh, will keep you up on schedule updates and things like that. So uh, by all means, keep involved and we'll keep you posted as we get more ideas on the fan meetup or meetups. Maybe we'll have to wait to see. As we said, sometimes those photo ops occur close to the times we might be looking at. So that might be something that changes closer to con. We'll wait and see. Cindy wants to know the hours and days for picking up badges. I think it starts Wednesday or Thursday night. Uh, thir- yeah, Thursday. Um, normally on Thursday, it hasn't been posted for 2015 yet, but normally on Thursday they open up late morning, midday, uh, and it normally runs till about nine o'clock or ten. Uh, and then as of Friday, I think it opens as early as eight or such. It will be posted on the uh, official website dragoncon.org uh, for that. But uh, and some folks will line up a little earlier if they're picking up something on you know a Friday or a Saturday morning, so you can get right off into the con. Events start at 10 a.m. The one thing we didn't mention, I will say real quickly, uh, DragonCon is famous for having a parade on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, through the downtown streets of Atlanta. They close off a good part of it. Um, it is world famous. Uh, you might have even seen something, CNN and many other big news outlets cover it. It's, it's a pretty awesome thing to see all the geeks in cosplay going through the downtown streets of Atlanta because a lot of folks from the Atlanta area know it every year and come to do it. So keep that in mind. If Saturday morning you're going to go out and you want to move between hotels outdoors, things will be even crazier than they were at other times of day because you'll have uh, tens of thousands of people coming into town just to see the parade too. Yeah, I was bummed that I missed the parade because I was running around doing other things, but because I was in the lobby of Marriott, I saw people lining up for the parade. That was like their holding station, and it was amazing. And uh, I will say about all the cosplay, please always ask first. But there are so many opportunities to take photos of people. Again, just please always ask them, and most of them will be more than happy to do that. So, Absolutely. And just respect other folks. Realize it's a lot of uh, approaches and ideas and uh, so forth. So just uh, keep an open mind and always respect those around you, and you will have a time of your life, folks. Renan says, never thought I'd be interested in going to a con, but you're very persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a good time. Yeah. Kevin has that gone. effect. <laughs> well, it, it for me, it has been pretty amazing. And I've met so many folks that are now lifelong friends along the lines of what Annie was saying earlier by going to Dragon Con. It really is so many like-minded people. I love the passion 
And it's so much fun. I just want to see other folks, you know, experience it, see if it's for you. But it's a great opportunity if you are a fan of many of those shows. Certainly Lost Girl is the focus here, but many other things that uh, we all enjoy covering and talking about and hanging out with fellow fans. It's pretty unique, and Dragon Con is certainly pretty special for that because it is fan-focused. And also, any of these people you see that are leading a Dragon Con track or uh, the volunteers, and that is the key word, volunteers, there are... Over a thousand, I think it's close to two thousand volunteers. There's almost no employees of DragonCon. This is fan run, and people donate their time to make this happen. So certainly, thank anyone you might see that's got a volunteer badge on that's doing something at the con, folks. They aren't getting paid for it. They're doing it out of love for what they enjoy doing. If you volunteer officially, uh, you can get a reduced cost badge or a free badge after a couple of years. So there is some benefit to doing it, but it's a it's a big time commitment, and these folks work very hard every year. So are we ready to wrap up? Any more questions? Right. Cindy does say, take time to talk with people and not obsess with selfies. I've met the most amazing people at DragonCon. Incidentally, we met Cindy at DragonCon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but she's not talking about us. She's talking about other people. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't take it personally. It's fine. <laughs> So if, we, if people have any more questions about about Dragon Con, I, Kevin, you have a hashtag that you wanted people to use in order to connect with other folks, right? Yeah, what we've tried to do, a few of us, is use the hashtag LostGirlDC, as in Dragon Con. Uh, if you're you know looking to uh, connect with some other fans who might be going or some thoughts or whatever, uh, I try to keep an eye on that. And we'll try to be sharing some info related to that. So by all means, uh, you know, that's for Twitter, Facebook. As again, we have the Dragon Con Newbies group that's there for any general con info. Just search for that by name or follow the link if you go to dragonconnewbies.org to get some information too. But by all means, we're out here to try to help folks. Well, thank you so much, Kevin, for, for joining us. And uh, mention again where people can find you online if they need to get in touch with you for various reasons and also to listen to your podcasts. Sure. Podcasting-wise, you can find uh, a lot of genre podcasts that uh, I do with my friends Brent and Wendy and some solo myself over at TuningItToSciFiTV.com. And if you're on Twitter, you can find me at uh, K-B-A-C-H-E-L-D-E-R. Well, thank you for joining us and sharing your expertise. We're looking forward to seeing you again. We had a lot of fun hanging out last year. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Looking forward to seeing all you ladies and many of you listening. So thank you so much for, for joining us for this live chat about dragon con and, and like we said if we have other questions kevin mentioned the other venues which you can you can get, try to get those answered you can always tweet us at well as well drinks at the doll and if we don't know the answer we can ask kevin <laughs> 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 and he will provide handy dandy links <laughs> all the information you need we'll find someone who knows kevin doesn't know that's right probably who knows, knows? Who does no know. <laughs> i was gonna say if kevin doesn't know no one knows yes <laughs> Always learning. <laughs> but I'm so glad you could join us for Drinks of the Doll. My name is Stephanie. And I'm Annie. And I'm Chris. And I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers.